This is the Health, Hope, and Healing Podcast. If you've ever wondered if there was more to life, if you find yourself yearning for connection, more purpose, more fulfillment, you're in the right place. We believe God dreamed more for you when he dreamed the dream of you. So this is an invitation, an invitation for you to take your next step into all Jesus did for you on the cross, all that's available here and now. So come on, let's step in and maybe it's time to step up. Hi everyone, Dr. Kyrie Gutierrez here, and this is the Health, Hope, and Healing Podcast. I'm so glad you're here with me today, and I wanted to visit with you about something we do in our office that you may not understand why we do it. When I have a family come in for treatment in the wellness portion of the office, I always start with the mom. And a lot of times that is conflicted. Moms want kids to go first. But I find that when the kids go first, mom receives less care. She's pushed to the end. We spend more time. It's just not good. We've got to take care of parents first, not just moms, parents. Parents have to come first in those visits because they are the glue that is driving that family. They are literally driving that family. They are making the meals. They are doing the things. They are helping keep it all together and going forward. And if they fall apart, everything else follows with it. So we start our visits with mom or dad first. And I said mom because usually in our wellness practice, moms drive healthcare. And so moms literally are the ones who are there getting their family in for care. I believe that's something we really need to bring in to the daily practice, that you have to take care of yourself first. You know, I grew up in a environment that taught you could find joy. I remember pastors preaching this, that you could only find joy if you put Um, the acronym JOY, Jesus, then others, then yourself. If you took care of everything in that order, you would be happy. You would find joy. What I find that has done is swung the pendulum the wrong direction to where you have women who are so tired and so stressed out from taking care of everyone else in their world that they can't function. Their adrenals are shot and everybody thinks they're just horrible people. We have all these videos online of women acting like we've got names for them. We've got the name Karen. And I feel bad for all the wonderful Karens in my life that I know that are named Karen that now have this acronym that is assigned to that name. Um, We've really done women a disservice. We've done a lot of people a disservice in teaching them that everything comes before yourself. That's not scriptural. I said what I said. It is not scriptural. The Bible says, do unto others as you do unto yourself. Now, the first and greatest two commandments, as stated by Jesus, are love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. You're in the mix. You've got to take care of yourself. And I think it is easier in my life to take care of everyone else. I can take care of my kids. I can make sure our home is happy and peaceful and serene and I can come into the office and I can take care of all you guys and I can compassionately, truly, compassionately love you and take care of you while completely neglecting myself. And that dynamic does not last for long because then you end up with problems, problems that 
um, can almost march across your face. You know, you can see it. You can see on my face when I've hit the chocolate too hard because I'm handling stress badly and not doing what I need to do to take care of myself. You can see it literally show up on my face. It's very apparent. It's part of the motivation for this podcast. Part of the motivation for us bringing you people like Dr. Alexander Lloyd. If you didn't listen to that podcast, go back and dig in. It is so good. I have a simple three-minute procedure that can help you balance yourself before you go out and handle the world. Trilogy is amazing. We use it in our house. I use it in my practice. It's a big thing. Um, you've got to you've got to take care of yourself. And so that's really the emphasis of this month is self-care first. And then we're going to talk about everybody else. And self-care does not mean get your nails done, get your hair highlighted, get a massage. That is not what I'm talking about self-care. Self-care is talking about, did you get your water in? Did you move your body? Are you stretching? Are you breathing through problems? Are you decluttering so that the visual stress is lower in your life because your house is in a disaster? That is self-care. Getting the right amount of sleep so that your hormones can balance. Getting nutritious food into your body so that you don't have these outrageous cravings. That's self-care, and we've got to start there. So self-care can also extend out to living a life that's aligned with what you believe. You know, knowing in your head and doing with your life are very different. And there is incredible blessings for you when you are wholehearted, when you are living a life aligned with your values. You know, we know one thing and we do another. It's because we're not wholehearted people. We are split and splintered and spread too thin. And we know what we should do. We just can't get ourselves to do it. It's all about the heart. And it's about taking care of your heart and becoming closer to the Father in reconciliation of your heart and fighting for it because from the heart, life flows. You've got to take care of it. And that is the foundation of health. It would be easier to eat your greens and take your supplements and get a good night of sleep and turn off the scrolling, disgusting, venomous social media scrolling that we do. It would be easier to turn it off if we loved ourselves enough to do it, if we were taking better care of ourselves. Junk in and junk out. What does your diet look like? In the social media realm, what are you letting your eyes see? What thoughts are you letting run rampant in your brain that you have to go in and take captive of going, no, that doesn't align with who I am. That doesn't align with what scripture says I am. I am not going down that road anymore. Taking captive infers that it's not easy, that you actually have to fight for it, that you might have to train for it. That's why there are affirmations and calming music and all of these things do help you capture those thoughts. I also want to talk to you parents about when you're taking care of yourself, when you're doing the work, there is generational blessing there. You are taking care if you're still in child having child rearing years, if you're still having kids, taking care of yourself passes better health to your children. 
generationally, you're doing better for them by taking care of yourself. But also following who you are and living out your calling and your beliefs and your convictions has generational blessing anyway. So taking care of yourself, even though it seems like, well, I didn't do anything today, but I drank my water. That is something. That's a place to start. You took care of that. That's a good thing. And there are repercussions for that. Sometimes they're not glamorous. Sometimes you have to see them done over the years to really see the repercussions, but they are there. And sometimes those are in the choices that we make. They're not even healthcare choices. And I wanted to share with you um, a generational blessing that's happening right now in our family. Years ago, I was a single parent. Actually, I was a single parent for a lot of years, probably 10 or 11 years. And my children, my older two, always wanted to go to this amazing camp called Sky Ranch. And Sky Ranch, you can look them up. They are amazing. They have home offices in East Texas that our kids would go to on little day camp or retreats. And then they have two family camps in Colorado. And my kids thought it was the coolest thing. And they wanted to go to family camp. And I thought, there is no way. I am going to family camp. What am I supposed to do on date night by myself? No, thank you. And they had begged and begged and begged. And I just, we're not going to do that. We'll do other things. We'll do other things. And I was very convicted one day that this was the year. And if I was going to make this dream come true for them, I had to do it now, which didn't make sense at the time because you don't see what's coming down the road. There was nothing coming down the road that I could see that didn't mean we had years to make this happen. But I was very convicted, not condemned. There's a difference there, convicted, that if I was going to make this happen, I had to do it. So I got on the website for Sky Ranch and looked, and they had one week that still had availability. And it was the week right after July the 4th, which traditionally in my office is the busiest week other than the week after Thanksgiving. The week after Thanksgiving, everyone's been around their family, so they're super stressed out. And then they've been up on ladders and in attics getting Christmas decorations down, and they fall and they hurt themselves. And I'm super busy that week. But the other really busy week is July the 4th. And I guess people are out water skiing for the first time or camping on the ground for the first time or, you know, whatever. And I'm just, it's a very, very busy week in the office. And that was the only week they had available. And I looked at the amount, and it was more than I had ever spent on a vacation for the kids and I. And that is how much money we had in savings. And we had a little bit of give. It's like $100, $200 extra. And anyone in their right mind would have said, Kyra, (laughs) that is bad financial planning to blow your savings on one vacation. That is terrible. Dave Ramsey would not approve. Do not do this. But I prayed about it and I was very, um, I sought God over days, not just once. I sought him truly of God, what would you have me do? And it was at a time where I was coming into practice for myself. For the first time I was on my own, I wasn't an employee. And God and I had this little deal going that if I would come in and do the work, he would bring the people for me to love on, for me to work with. He would do all my advertising. That was my deal with him. And he was very faithful to that. Uh, my practice has not ever relied heavily on advertising. It's all word of mouth, which I'm so grateful for. But I also 
convicted, not condemned, convicted that I am mom first, that God has blessed me with these children, and my first job is to raise them. And so this is something they really wanted to do. This is something that I really felt I should do. And I clicked the button and I signed us up. And I let them know we were going on like Monday and we were leaving Saturday. So camp starts on Sunday. We left on Saturday and got to camp the next Sunday. And um, they were so excited. They were so blown away that I could have kept this from them like a secret. I'm like, actually, I just found out we're going myself. I rescheduled all my patients. Everyone was very understanding. It was fine. We got up there and my oldest, my daughter, got a little freaked out. And she decided she was going to spend the entire week of camp in the room, in our cabin. And I was like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, you are not. You are going to do everything because I'm paying for this. And their facility there at Horn Creek is just phenomenal. They've got all the activities, the zip lines, the horses, the water slides. They've got the, you know, the pillow that you jump on that's kind of like a trampoline, but it's actually a huge, gigantic pillow. They've got all this stuff. It's fabulous. And there are sessions for parents and there are sessions for kids. And it's just, it's a beautiful facility. I love, love, love going there. And we had an incredible week. And there were exponential blessings that came out of us being there. But the one I want to talk about, because there was incredible blessings in my obedience to go when God said, this is your shot, you better go. My daughter, even though she hated the first 12 hours we were there, she applied. And last summer, not this summer, last summer, she became a camp counselor there at Horn Creek in Colorado. And it was amazing. And she was stepping into things that she thought were really hard, but she might be able to do. And she was doing the work and she was so excited. And they, they grew her up in so many ways. Um, She's not ever been someone that's super athletic, but she was on the activities team. And so she was always helping with the rock climbing and helping with that zip line and doing the archery range and doing all the things. And I was just so proud of her and the people she met that summer fed her and spoke to her and opened her eyes to this amazing world that she had never thought as a possibility. And at the time she was in her freshman year of college and her freshman year did not go well. Can I just tell you, it was one of the worst case scenarios. I actually brought her home at Halloween and said, you're not going back. You will finish online or you will get, you will just blow this semester. We're not doing this. And there's a lot of reasons there. And I will um, ask her for permission before I share all those details, but it did not go well. Just stick with me there. And so she had met all these people. They had all these other experiences. They're from all over the country. She's in her happy place in the mountains. And a lot of them go to this university and she starts talking to them and they start telling her about it. And they're like, they have this thing, great thing called college for a weekend and you can come and you can stay in the dorm with us and you can see what it's like. And she thought, wow, that'd be amazing to go to a school like that. And so she scraped up the money on her own to fly herself from where we live in DFW to Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a long way to Virginia, y'all. And she stayed for the weekend. She fell in love with the campus. She enrolled herself. She made the finances happen. And she is back after a year. Um, she went in um, in January. She's back after her semester 
and she's um, back at Sky Ranch again in Colorado for the summer, for her second summer there. But my obedience to take the kids that weekend changed her life, changed the trajectory she was on. The blessings that I am still getting, she is now receiving for my obedience. Those ripples in the water, the reason I told you the whole long story, those ripples are continuing. She's back for her second year at Sky Ranch and loving it and stronger physically, stronger spiritually, stronger emotionally, more grown up than she's ever been, more herself than she's ever been because I believed God when he said you should take them and you better do it now because if I had waited, she might not have had the same results. She might not have fallen in love with it the same. And I've heard stories of people who were told you need to do this this thing. You need to go on this mission trip. And they didn't. And they waited. And years later, they went. And it was a disaster. Well, God didn't tell them to go years later. When God speaks is his timing. Henry Blackaby wrote about that in Experiencing God, blast back to the 90s. (laughs) Experiencing God, that study, that was the thing that stuck out to me is when God speaks is his timing. Don't mess around. He does not really have a history of telling you too far in advance. In scripture, nobody really knew. Uh, the Israelites knew because the cloud moved, they got to go. He, he doesn't, in my life, I never know in advance what's about to happen, and that's okay. It's about faith. It's about trust. It's about leaning into his voice and hearing it and responding. So let that be an encouragement to you. The benefit we've gotten from going that week to camp when I could hardly afford it, when it was a really bad financial move, not just from what I wasn't taking in, but also eating our savings, has blessed us for years and it is continuing to bless us and bless others. And it has blessed my daughter. And I'm so proud of her. If you're listening, I'm so proud of you, Tori. So proud of her for being brave. And her bravery is blessing other people. Part of your healing is taking care of yourself and seeing the ripples down the line of that. Part of the hope we're hoping to share with you in this podcast is that the little things you do can cause wide, big, lasting repercussions in your world when they're aligned with who you are, who you're trying to be, who scripture says you are. So don't take those little things for granted. Little things can end up big, but also when God speaks, you get your feet moving because he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He makes the finances work and he is where all joy is. It doesn't have to be everyone in front of you. Self-care is not selfish. It's smart and it will make a difference. Thank you for listening. We speak health, hope, and healing over you. For more information, visit our website at integratedcnw.com.